Dreams, Chapter 1, Dreams. The workday had been miserable and dank. All I wanted to do was kick back and watch some B-rated movies. Just needed to breathe. I sleuthed over to my worn-out couch and threw myself into it, sending my dark curls everywhere. I didn't even bother to change out of my work uniform, leaving the smell of Mike's famous coffee lingering. I was just about to doze away when the ding of my instant messenger went off. I slid to the carpet and slinked over to the computer sitting on my coffee table. The message read, Ari Laws wants to be friends. Oh my god, just accept it already. Like most people, I didn't plan on seeing him in real life. I shut down the laptop and crawled cat-like to my couch, pulling my slender frame up on the cushions. I stared at the TV and saw a pirate holding a barmaid. He was declaring that she should come with him and be with her, and he would protect her to the end of the sea. I huffed to myself and said aloud, Right! If men like that existed, I would have been swept up long ago. I clicked the TV off, grabbed my robe, and headed to the bathroom. Thinking how I wish I could go back to times when men really liked to rescue women, I jumped in the shower, washed the mop of hair, and crashed for the night. Not planning on actually getting up, the early mountain storms of the fall awoke me from my bare-chested hero. I was still very hazy, trying to realize what had stirred my sleep, seeing the masculine pirate behind my eyelids when I tried to fall back. The clash of thunder shook my apartment, sending me scurrying out of the bed. Out of breath, I looked at the window into the pouring rain. It was still slightly dark outside. I saw a blur of a face I thought I recognized. Is that the man from the friend request? My mind still jumbled. I looked away, then right back, and he was gone. I was startled to the point I was a shaking mess. It's got to be the storm that's got me this crazy... I went to my small kitchen, made some coffee, and it heated my nerves away. I was lulling my body with the sweet decadence when the counter started vibrating ruthlessly. I picked up my phone to see I had a message from my best friend, Chelsea. The text read, Breakfast? GG's? I'd quickly thought about diving back into bed when a flash of a pirate hat hit my mind. I quickly texted back, Yeah, see you at nine. I dressed quickly, throwing a sweater dress and a pair of knee boots on. I wanted to look around the streets while I walked. I left the apartment an hour early, hoping to find what had my curiosity going crazy. I sauced on the sidewalk, deep in thought about what I'd seen earlier. A pirate, really Lily, in the middle of a city, dressed from the 1800s. I mumbled to myself, getting odd looks from passerbys. I was contemplating telling Chelsea what I thought I'd seen this morning, when I ran hockey-style into a chest, sending me reeling backwards and shouting, "'Sorry! Sorry!' I looked up into the darkest brown eyes I'd ever seen. His features were chiseled and a five o'clock shadow dusted over his lower jaw. My mouth hung open with the utmost elegance of a dog watching bacon. Sorry, miss, I didn't see you there, he said with a heavy accent from where I couldn't pinpoint. Uh, no, it was my bad. I should have been paying attention to where I was going, I rambled out. You'd be too pretty to be lost in La La Land, he drawled out. Blushing, I replied thank you, with my head moving down around to enter Gigi's cafe. As I enter, Chelsea immediately jumps up and shouts, Lily, over here, over here. Waving back, I rush over to the obscured table she was at. Oh my god, he was absolutely beautiful. I could so take a bite out of him for breakfast. Shh, Chelsea, what if he can still hear you? I said, trying to calm her a little out of her burst of lust. Good. That way I can make myself known, she said, looking down and adjusting her breasts left and right. I smacked the palm of my head to my forehead. 
Seriously, Chelsea? You really need to get some before you jump the waiter's bones. I shot at her, ending up spilling the whole story of that night and this morning to Chelsea. You're sure you were dreaming, right? Chelsea asked with her eyebrow up. See, I told you it was unbelievable, I shrilled. Well, you have always attracted weird things to you. Maybe this mysterious cutie can be a good turnout. Or creepy, I'm going to kill you, stalker. Either way, you should at least sleep with him once, Chelsea spat out. I looked at her completely baffled by what she had just said. The sad thing is, I know you really mean that, I retorted back. Chelsea's eye rolls at my comment, swishing her hair in a huffy manner. Well, hey, I gotta get going. Long day of trying to better my life, I said, standing up. Okay, well, text me. Let me know what tall, dark, and delicious does, Chelsea told me while hugging my shoulders. I nodded in response and turned out the door. I walked down the street in awe of the leaves falling, the beautiful oranges, yellows, and reds mixing to make a collage of earth art on the sidewalk and the road. As I looked, my mind started wandering to what looks like the same picture, only of a series of docks, beautifully organized in a mess messy maze around market vendors, leather shops, and fishermen, seagulls squawked and cawed, people shouted, and the smell of the sea was everywhere. I shook my head to wake myself up so I didn't wander into the road while I daydreamed. That was odd, I thought to myself. I've never even been out of Tennessee. I realized I had walked too far and had lost my sense of direction. The daydream had sucked me in longer than I thought. I looked around to see if I recognized anything around me. I turned around in a half circle and noticed a museum. It looked run down, but open. My curiosity got the best of me. I walked over to its doors, narrowly escaping being hit by a smart car. There was a sign hanging with an arrow on it, pointing down a corridor. I walked down this little corridor. I was surrounded by the two brick buildings on either side of me. Both have graffiti up and down the walls. The paintings were not that of mischievous children, but murals of the ocean in a faraway place lost in time. As I walked, looking in amazement, I noticed a painting that looked strangely like the daydream I just witnessed. How could that be? I've never even been down this before. I thought as I was startled at the image, all my attention drawn to the similarities of the dream I'd had. Beautiful, ain't they? A weak voice said behind me. I jumped at the voice, heart racing, slinging my hand over my heart. Yes, they are very mesmerizing, I rapidly responded. I turned to look down at an elderly woman. She had white, curly hair stacked around her face, lines that showed her age, wisdom, and troubles etched deep, her clothes ruffled and rubbed. Here, dear, come this way. The door you're looking for is here. She waved over her shoulder, turning in an older wood plank door. I followed blindly behind her searching with my eyes in the dark of the room ahead of me. I took slow steps so not to trip over the old woman. She flipped the lights on from across the room. How did she get over there without falling? I thought. I looked around the room. It's covered in huge paintings of pirates, bottled ship replicas, old hats and clothes. I was in absolute awe, with all the stuff hanging, thrown, and placed everywhere. My name's Joe, said the elderly lady, sticking her hand out to me. "'Lily Washburn, ma'am,' I answered, sticking my hand out, meeting hers. "'After our introductions, Joe started telling me whimsical stories of her own ocean voyages "'and the interesting people she had met. "'She had told me of the love she had once had and thought he was the one. "'He was a fisherman that loved the ocean and its thrills. "'One day he went out and never returned,' she spoke. "'I felt the sadness she carried over it. Then as quick as she had started, she was telling me about a long night of wine, mead, and beard, which led to waking up naked in a barn wrapped around another woman. I giggled in response to the last story, 
I felt drunk off her voice and the images she conjured in my mind of her journeys. Joe's voice started trailing off and visions of her stories started to take their place. Pictures of pirate ships, captains yelling orders, and the smell of the sea danced in my mind. I briefly remember Joe guiding me to a couch somewhere in the building.